Whatever, do, do, yeah. Wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and thank you for being here on another, I'm going to say, fantastic episode of the podcast. Um, you know, I used to be like, oh, we have to be on Zoom, but I'm digging it. I just am digging this Zoom thing. It's so easy. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to wear pants. I mean, I never did because <laughs> it's a podcast that's not visual. It's just audio. But um, I get to connect with people maybe I wouldn't have connected with. But our guest today is somebody I totally would have connected with because I connect with you all the time. <laughs> we live probably less than five miles apart. Is that right? So welcome to the stage, the very funny, multi-talented, and fun, Dana Wisson. Thank you so much, Mary. It's good to be here. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I just recently listened to the, uh, to Josh Boyle's episode. That was super fun. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I mean, that is music to my ears and you probably know because you have a lot of projects, but when somebody's liking it and listening, you're like, thank you. I made that with my own hands. Yeah, no, I love it. Cause I remember you, um, at big pine, I'm not sure how long ago it was you. I think that was before you were kind of like part of the whole big pine team you were doing or broken drift. You did your podcast at big pine and you won, um, you won an award at Big Pine. And I think one of the reasons was because you did, you were like super social and like interviewing everyone and stuff. And I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Dana, thank you so much for really seeing me. No, that's, um, that was, I had just launched the podcast. I was going to do it at Big Pine. I was in the festival and I was, so then I was like, this is such a good opportunity to get these people I would never get. And then I realized I could have gotten any of them. I'm just kidding. No, but like, I was like, I'm going to try to get as many episodes. And then Hillary goes, Mary. And I'm like, oh no. And I, I mean, I, I wasn't close friends with her at that time. She goes, Mary, um, can you, and I'm like, oh shit, she's going to tell me to stop. Can you do more of this, please? I'd really like to get more people, this opportunity. Do you want, here's some money for wings. Ooh. maybe open it up for more people and I was like yes and thank you for giving me money I was almost broke because I was buying wings from, oh my uh, God. from the um Marley's right there on the corner so yeah and then I think I think that was probably part of it just getting involved I think that just shows how involved you can get at Big Pine and um and I did win a best of fest yes that's what it was I remember that that was I think that was like the second Big Pine I went to. Um, the first one was when it was like that other dude, I don't know who it was, running things and it was super fun. Um, but yeah, th- that year was awesome. We did the bro show that year and yeah. I, I can't wait to go back to like in-person Big Pine cause that's like camp yeah. for comedians. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. And thank you for, gosh, now I feel bad. Like let's talk about you, but I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Big Pine is so special. You should check out their website because there's some interesting changes uh, going on. We'll see what happens, but uh, take a look at the Big Pine website. Um, So (laughs) you did do the bro show at Big Pine. 
I was just telling you, I was like, Bro Show was the one of the last shows I did right before the shutdown. Yep. And gotta give a shout out, RIP to Courtney. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? I know that's, I mean, it's, it's weird when it happens to your friends. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. And yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. It's, um, you know, it was definitely a shock when she died, but I guess it also wasn't a shock because, you know, if you know Courtney, you know, that's, you know, something she had always talked about. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely weird. And I, I've, I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to make jokes about it, which not necessarily in public, but maybe like to my friends. Cause I think that's kind of like my way of handling uh, her death. Cause I've never had anyone I was close with die before. And so, wow. and yeah, and it's nice. Like now that the anniversary of the last bro show is coming up, it's like, you know, I'm going back through old videos. I, you know, cause you were in the last bro show. Uh, I think you played, you were, were no, you weren't Bryce. You were, who, what was your name? Chad. <laughs> Had, I was like a motivational bro trying to be pyramid scheme bro or something. Yeah. <laughs> and you had your intro, your walkout and your dancing. Oh yeah. Cause you were like, um, it was like the scene from drop dead gorgeous. I think that's what it was. Oh my gosh. Wait, I don't think I planned that, but that's my favorite movie. Yeah. We talked about it before the, I think before or after the show, you mentioned it and I'm like, oh my God, that's one of my favorite movies too. Yeah, so we should watch that together sometime. You know, I, Courtney would, would message me like every month and she's like, I want to get you on the bro show. And honestly, like I didn't want to do it, but it was because I didn't have an idea. Sometimes I'm like, I get this idea and I'm like, yes, let's do it. And this one, I was like, I have no idea. And I feel like my butt and my boobs are too big to try to be a, a boy. <laughs> And I was like, how am I going to conceal these lady parts? Yeah. <laughs> I think I was a convincing boy, but you guys were really good. And I tell you, Courtney, there was one photo that you posted. And I was like, am I feeling things for this broke? I was like, you're such a cute boy. And it was, it was, it was, it was cute. She was so versatile and, and she was, <laughs> but I feel like we really don't sometimes we don't appreciate people until they're gone or you don't really see it, you know, they're magic. So that's yeah. one of my memory of Courtney. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks uh, for asking. You, you know, and you know what, it's, it's kind of cool. Now you've, at least we've got a lot of good content, you know, we, we can like watch her shows and um, some good photos and stuff like that, I guess. I, I don't know. That sounds weird to say, but like, Oh no, it's yeah, it's true. It's, we have tons of videos and, and uh, pictures and, posts like the good the bad <laughs> you I, go back tell you, I think she would have loved and and this was my idea but I didn't think it was mine to plan of like a even like a zoom open mic memorial to just talk about Courtney like talk about your stories um because I had one that I always stayed with me but I think she would have loved it I think she would even love jokes about it like she was that for the joke you know like she would yeah. have loved it eh. Uh, it's not too late, but we're, you know, I gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so Dana, I didn't even get to your intro. You tell me, how do you introduce yourself? What do you call yourself? Cause I feel like you wear many hats. Um, so what, what do you go by? Um, like my name, my title, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Dana Wisson. I am an improviser, Okay, no, wait, let me start over. I'm a stand-up comedian, improviser, animator, and I, uh, 
podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so glad I had you do that because I would have missed like three of those. <laughs> you do. You're an improviser. You're an entertainer and an artist too. Like that's, that's kind of the, the oversweeping. Um, and then I, yeah, you, you animate stuff too. Where to begin? What's your most favorite of those descriptors? Like, what is your, like, you feel like. Um, over, I think comedian overall, um, I guess it's hard to say because I, I mix improv and stand-up comedy. Like a lot of my stand-up is improvised and a lot of my improv is is inspired by my stand-up. So I think just like a, a comedian who improvises, maybe that's like the, that's my favorite thing. Just improvising and making stuff up on the spot. That's fair. On stage. <laughs> I love that. And now that I'm, I'm thinking back, because I've always loved watching you on stage, you make me laugh out loud and howl. Thank you. Uh, you do. And you're one of my favorite people to watch for that reason. Um, and you're just killing it right now. You're doing, you've got your, you've got a new podcast um, with Lexi. Um, tell us about that. Uh, so it's called Fart Talk. That's right. Farts. We talk about farts and poops and all the things that people think women should not be talking about or doing, but hey, we do it. Um, and we go, we uh, live stream it um, on YouTube and Twitch every Wednesday at um, uh, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, and yeah, we have we have a lot of viewers um, and, you know, some creepies because, you know, we are women talking about stuff that might be considered sexual. So we get a lot of creepies, but that's cool because they support us. And um, we just recently brought on um, Anthony LaCapa. He goes by, he's our house DJ. And so he goes by, his DJ name is Twan Murder. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's been a really good addition to the show. And yeah, but we just, we have, we have guests every week and we just talk to them about farts and we fart on the show. It's, yeah. So fun and it's like I feel like now's the time because I think people are really starting to embrace their gross and like or who they are and so just even just I hate to make it like a woman thing but it's like just get women I feel like are getting more permission or really like op- like letting themselves like no fuck that I'm a person and I do these things and it's okay yeah yeah women are definitely I I feel like they're getting more comfortable and open and it it feels sometimes it feels like we're kind of like forcing like that stuff on men but I like it because it's like you know listen we fart we poop we're (laughs) I won't necessarily talk about it on stage because I'm trying to get cleaner on stage but um yeah (laughs) men have been forcing themselves on us for so long so why not that's true One thing that I think that really sets you apart um, is your illustrations. You're an artist and you draw. Tell me a little bit about your art. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, So yeah, I do a lot of um, cartoon portraits like of comedians, friends, family, um, people I like or dislike even. I just like drawing them. And um, a few years ago, I started um, animating and um, I'm still new to it. I, 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 cause I just use one animation program. I don't know what else is out there, but um, yeah, I put, po- and so I post a lot of my drawings and animations on social media and I like to combine my 
like improv or stand up with the animations. So I've posted a lot of like um, my jokes, but as uh, I, I post like cartoon characters doing my jokes with my voice. And um, yeah, it's super fun. Yes, those are fantastic. What a great way. I can really see now how all of your passions really connect and support this over like umbrella of comedy. So, you. and you're setting yourself apart of not just, hey, I'm not just a stand-up, I'm improvising on stage and then I'm illustrating my jokes. Like, who does that? Are you self-taught when it comes to animation? I mean, or taking a class? Are you good at researching? Like, how did you figure out how to do that? Yeah, I'm self-taught. I just, um, um, I'm always drawing. Like, I've been drawing, like, um, not every day, but, you know, all the time since I was a kid. And then, uh, I, uh, and actually my boyfriend is an animator. He, he, um, he uses a completely different program and I met him and I was like, oh shit, I want to be like him. And, uh, so I was inspired by my boyfriend and I realized like, oh, I can do that too. And he really pushed me to, to get into it. And, but yeah, I taught myself how to use the programs. I've, I taught myself to a point and then I kind of stopped. I'm like, oh, this is complicated. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm not gonna, you know, learn this entire program, but um, yeah, I just watch YouTube videos and there are a lot of comics um, who know how to use the program I use. Um, so I just, you know, get advice from them and stuff, but yeah, all self-taught. I feel like that about just a podcast or I wanna do a video and I'm like, oh, you gotta learn how to do it, Mary, like, or else, or you have to pay somebody to do it, which can be very expensive or you don't do it, you know? So. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm doing that with, you know, editing videos because I'm, you know, I'm not, I didn't grow up in this era of like technology. It was just getting started. Um, yeah. I had internet after high school. Like it wasn't oh, wow. high school. It was like right after. Yeah. Which makes me a nineties kid. And I kind of feel like, when did you graduate high school? 2003. Okay. No, but there's some overlap because of your musical taste, which I love because I feel like it's close to the time that I was in high school or young adult because I graduated in 96. Okay. So, but you were a big Limp Biscuit fan in Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, okay. So that was 99. I was listening to that because yeah. one, 99 was the best year of music. Like so many hits came out. Oh, the best. I remember because I was driving my black Mitsubishi Eclipse on Ocean Beach with my friend Nicole Evans, cruising Ocean Beach, trying to pick up dudes. <laughs> like, and I turned 21 in 99. So what is that? Um, what's my question? I'm like, I just want to <laughs> tell you that. No, like, what is it about Limp Bizkit? Did it start back then? And you just were like loyal? Yeah, it was, and I agree, 99 was the best year for music. Uh, Limp Bizkit, NSYNC's uh, No Strings Attached. Um, I think Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way came out in like 98 or 99. All the best stuff. Um, that Carlos Santana, Rob Thomas, Smooth. That was every, that song was everywhere that summer. Oh my God, I used to, so I, I went to an all girls Catholic school for one semester of my freshman year of high school. And I would listen to all that music in the car. And I, I'm not sure how I started listening to Limp Bizkit, but 
I would listen to it in the car when my mom drove me to school because I was pissed off that I had to go to an all girls school because I didn't want to go there. And I was like, oh, if I listen to this music with cussing, then then my mom will know how mad I am. And then, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, because I, my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Rika, I think she probably got me into Limp Biscuit. She was really into Fred Durst. She had the crush on him. Like she used to wear the red Yankees hat to match his outfits. Because I was so, 99 was also my year of being extremely boy crazy. And so I had a huge crush on the guitarist of Limp Bizkit, uh, Wes Borland. Mm, yeah, baby. And um, and then I was like, oh yeah, their music's actually good too. And it then it just kept going from there. Kid Rock kind of partnered with that too. It was like kind of a similar era. Um, yeah. It's so cool. I think it was kind of like rap rock that I could, I don't know, they, they marketed to us or something. So yeah, it was awesome. It, it was good for like angry, angry kids. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get to the wings, I promise. But I will say this now I just made my connection, but you're an even bigger Hanson fan. I was a bigger Hanson fan. I joke about Hanson a lot and but I I totally just like didn't I totally just did like the um hold on I just had a brain fart. Let me start over. Wait, hold on. My brain is coming back. I'm a huge Hanson and Limp Biscuit fan. Yes, I am a I know more about Hanson. I've gone to more Hanson concerts. I've spent more time uh fantasizing about making out with them among other things. So yes, I am a huge Hanson fan. So maybe that was a little bit more when you were younger and then as you got older, it was Limp Bizkit. Okay, Dana, I had one of the best CDs. It was Now That's What I Call Music, like four, no, Totally Hits was the kind of one that was similar to Now That's What I Call Music. I had like Totally Hits four and it had some good songs on it. And I, yeah. I don't know why I don't just download it now. But there was a Hanson song and it was Grown Up Hanson and it was This Time Around. Oh, I love that That's one. That's a good song. That one's really good. It has like a lot of meaning behind it. I'm not, I don't know what the meaning is because I was, I'm just too busy, you know, thinking about how hot they are but that, that's an awesome song <laughs> it is, and, I, and I think like their thing was you know they came out when they're really young and mbop sounds like a poppy song so they kind of were always just like uh, put into that but I guess I heard like the one of them has like this other band that they do like they're very talented and very musical they play like a shit ton of instruments yeah well I'm, I'm here for it Dan I've always supported this of you thank you thank you yeah I've been my friends and I like I joke about going to uh, like 75 Hanson concerts in my life. I've been to maybe 10 or 12 Hanson concerts, which is not a lot compared to my friends who've, who've been to like 20 or so concerts. They went on the Hanson cruise. Uh, but yeah, my friends and I, years ago, we flew out to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a week to celebrate Hanson Day because it's a national or at least where they're from, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, it, that's my parents would have never let me do that or help me fund that. Like your 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 parents really supported you. They loved you. They loved you. <laughs> yeah, I think they also they got a kick out of it. Like when I was younger, my entire room, including the ceiling, um, was covered in Hanson posters and 
my parents like because they they're really social they always have people over and they when they would invite their friends over they would give them tours of my bedroom and <laughs> Dana, so yeah. <laughs> um I think in my generation there was girls they were doing those new kids on the block same thing yeah the person I know that did that was Eileen Magone hello Eileen Eileen her mom, I think her mom just really leaned into it, you know, and, and she was, but I've been to a new kids concert, like two, two, I think twice. Ooh. It's a fun time. Like, it looks like it. Oh man. They're really good to their fans. And I was thinking about it through a comedy lens. And I'm like, if you can get fans like this, you will be working forever. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, they've grown up with their fans. Yeah. And like, if you think about it, like Donnie Wahlberg, he doesn't have to work, but like he works so hard. Like he does that TV show, you know, during the year on the summer he tours and then they've got all these, I mean, they're just, he just, I really admire that. They just like work and then they're nice to their fans. They like give them their bracelets and they stay in the audience like so long. They just, I mean, not anymore, but they, I don't, they really get in there. Oh man. Yeah. That's awesome. I hopefully one day NSYNC will do the same thing. I mean, I know that like they had drama with Lou Pearlman or their manager and all that stuff. And, but, and I don't know what Justin's deal is, but I think they should all get to get back together. And I think they should do it as soon as uh, this pandemic ends. Cause mama wants some in sync. <laughs> they will, because what I really see is it's, it's a business, you know, and they yeah. want to keep working, but yeah. Um, okay. So, oh, so, so good. So fun. Oh, talking about these things. <laughs> You know, let's talk about these wings that you had um, for the podcast. We'll probably name it after these wings. Tell me about, what did you have? Uh, let me pull it up. I forgot what they're called. So I am a, I thought about getting something that matches my personality, which is uh, wild and crazy and mentally ill. But then I ended up just going with uh, 10, oh no, 18 traditional wings, crispy, but mild with a lot of ranch dressing. And then because I ordered the wings when I was hungry, I also got uh, cheese and bacon fries and I ate half of the, the order in the car, which is something I often do with cheese fries. I do. And then um, I ate everything else as soon as I got home. And let me tell you, Where I- from? Oh, ATL wings. I totally forgot. ATL, oh. I think- I thought it stood for Atlanta, but it stands for all the love. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can taste it. I can taste the love. In these wings. wings might be one of the best chains in Arizona and Phoenix, in my opinion. That, yeah, I was looking up reviews because I thought about going to Uncle Sam's because it's right by me, but I've had their wings before and I wanted to try something different. So, but yeah, these wings were awesome. How exciting. You know, it's funny. Originally, I, I think when I started the podcast, I was like, we'll do original flavors and we'll work down this menu. And then I was like, just let people get what they want because who wants to eat, you know, if you don't like that or people have different things, but, and sometimes we just go back to the basics and the classics yeah. I recorded last night. And the girl had, she was, I like them plain. I just like them very plain. I'm like, okay, <laughs> There's a story behind it. but it was fine. Um, so that was traditional, like a Buffalo traditional. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me ask you this, and you kind of answered it, so it's that's really good, but let's figure out what your wing constitution is. Have you ever done, like, a personality test? Yeah, not with, like, a 
personal constitution though that sounds cool or wing yeah so this is like that only more accurate to determine you know who are you Ooh. on your linkedin you can put it on your dating profile well you have a boyfriend so you wouldn't do that but so, <laughs> i'm i'm obviously hyping this up what's your wing constitution dana wiston do you prefer a drummy or a flat oh so i prefer holding a drummy but I prefer eating, I prefer biting into the flat because you can take that off in one bite and it's super easy. And I enjoy like sticking my tongue in between the bones. It's like, <laughs> so I'll say, did I just slobber on myself? Um, so I'll say um, flat. It's a flat and it's you're, flat. you're right on. Um, good, good. People either love that experience or they hate it. Okay. Do you dip yours in ranch or blue cheese? Uh, ranch. I do enjoy blue cheese dressing, but ranch is something I could eat like all day, every day. And so I, I prefer yeah. ranch. Perfect. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It doesn't mean you hate the other things. It's just like, what is your preference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You eat the carrot, celery, both or neither. Ugh. I mean, I'll eat the celery if it's there. I throw the carrots out or like give them to the nearest rabbit. I'm like, fuck these things. I don't want vegetables while I'm eating wings. I want a ton of wings, a ton of cheese fries, a ton of ranch, maybe some water and no healthy, nothing healthy. I'm going to so, give you the X for neither. Yeah. X. You know what? You're passionate about these cheese fries and I'm here for it. Oh, it's so, oh my God. Is it a cheese sauce or is it like shredded cheddar? Oh, it's totally a cheese sauce. Like, like, uh, like queso dip or something like that. And oh you know, I don't blame you for eating them in the car. Cause you have to eat them while they're hot. That shit does not stay. That's not yeah. going to be good at home. <laughs> yeah. I've done that more than five times. Definitely. <laughs> In my Jeep, like it, the floor is just little pieces of French fries and the sprinkles from donuts because I just are oh. so much. Oh, um, I so saw, I've been seeing a TikTok recently that uh, Michael's or Hobby Lobby, they have these trays for kids and they're like using them in the car when you eat fast food in your car. It's like this little, little tray. And oh, I'm like, God. I need that. But then I'm like, no, I gave up fast food for Lent. Ooh, but I mean, I'm, I don't know how committed I am to that until I get hungry. Oh man. I've been, I give up fast food every day and then I immediately go to Jack in the box and oh, it's terrible, but it's good. Jack in the box is one I stay away from because it's too good. Like, I feel like yeah. it's so good. I should not go there, but I, I am a big McDonald's fan. Oh shit. McDonald's is good too. Okay, I should stop talking about because <laughs> I'll be like, gotta go. Okay, you like your wings a dry rub or a sauced wing? I don't know if I've ever had a dry rub uh, wing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I like sauce because I like after I eat all the wings, um, uh, I either like mix the sauce with the ranch dressing as I'm eating them or afterwards. I used to do this at Uncle Sam's a lot. I would eat the remaining sauce with a spoon. Well, that's what the, that's what the celery's for. That's what you don't oh, But that's healthy. Like, I don't want nutrition in my body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you, do you prefer um, fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Oh, um, so I assume, so the ones I had today were crispy. So I assume that means they were fried. Yeah. 
I'm going to say those because the, they were really freaking good. And um, I think next time I get wings, I'm going to get them crispy again. So yeah, fried. Oh yeah, because you got yours extra crispy. That was smart. Yeah. I always feel like they need a little bit more than what they do. So that extra yeah. Hey, if you go back to ATL wings or if we ever go, they're dry rub like a lemon pepper. So it's they, so what they do is they fry the wing and then they shake the le- lemon pepper on it or Lowry's or whatever. But at ATL wings, they so you get a plain wing, they fry the shit out of it. Then they dress it in their like butter kind of. It's like a butter or a grease. It's like, and then they shake on the dry seasoning. So even their dry rub is still kind of wet but it's so good. That sounds so good. Oh, I love the ATL style and it's just like a seasoning. It's not, you know, it's kind of nondescript, but the lemon pepper's fun too. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't had wings in a while. Really? Much because I was doing the podcast, but now I don't, I'm not eating them. If you eat them, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Get the crispies. How many can you eat? How many wings can you eat? Um, okay. So, so I've been to, so lately I've been eating a little better than I normally do. I'm trying to get somewhat healthy. So, but let's just forget that and pretend I'm eating the way I did like up to a month ago. I could probably eat like maybe 30. Dang, I love it. Yeah. I am an overeater. So like (laughs) I can eat a lot like now because I, I, you know, I don't really eat huge meals. Like I, I was, I could probably, cause today I had only like 10 and, and I put the rest aside. So, and that was a lot. Well, that was also after I ate all the cheese fries. I forgot about that. So <laughs> cheese fries. So your wing constitution, Dana Wisson is you're an FRX SF 30. That sounds about right. <laughs> FRX SF 30. Boom. We know it. That's my new, you know, what you find out is like, maybe your boyfriend, maybe he's a drummy and you're a flat and that's like a perfect match because then, and that's the only one I figured out any analysis on. I don't know about what the others mean, (laughs) or maybe somebody who likes the veggies. So they eat your veggies and you don't eat them. Oh, that's definitely my boyfriend. He's health conscious. He, uh, he doesn't go to fast food restaurants all the time. So he would probably do that. That's fantastic. Um, awesome. So that was that. Tina, I I can't wait till we can get some wings in person. I know. And watch Drop Dead Gorgeous. My, my sister and I used to watch that movie all the time. Holy crap. Who's your favorite contestant on that, that, that movie on the show? Um, definitely, uh, what's whoever the, the bad, the bad guy lady is. Oh, Denise Richards, whatever her character is. And then the, um, the, the, the girl with the eating disorder who was in the wheelchair, uh, at the end. Oh yeah. Um, I saw that actress on something. She was like, uh, so it's so quotable. Cause she was like, um, when, when I was 15, I was, I was, she's like, I was eating like 200 calories a day. Yeah. She couldn't breathe because her hair is falling out. She's like, I was ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Oh, and uh Brittany Murphy's character, yeah. rest in peace. She yeah. was absolutely amazing. Um, I loved, and this was Brittany in every movie around that time, but she was like the ah, 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 ah. Yeah. 
my brother you know she was so i loved it oh yeah that's right because her brother was like creepy or something right like she was obsessed with her brother like she got to go to new york and he took her to all these things and so she just was like hey everybody i went to the city and this is what it was like but like maybe like her parents didn't realize he was gay or something i don't know i don't think they ever showed him okay yeah because at the end she was like you know what he's gay that was huge (laughs) um <laughs> that's the it was the ensemble that was so good I mean they were good too but like the dog girl she you know was so funny oh yeah oh my god you need to get and then the the aunt um I forgot Kirsten Dunn's character she had her her like that's drunk aunt yeah yeah like one of the airport hojo oh oh yeah hojo <laughs> Um, also what was really funny, the, the Asian girl, no, was she American? Okay. There was the American girl adopted by Asian parents. Oh yeah. Wanted to be more American. And they had a a biological daughter who was like, kind of like just a cool chick. And she's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, she's like, speak English. Like they just, I, I don't know why I'm like, let me tell you everything I know, but Oh, yeah, and there was a deaf girl, I think, or she wanted to be deaf, and then the thing fell on her head, and then she ended up becoming deaf. I think that's what it was. But it was like, I think it was because, like, that was every girl, including ourselves, that we went to high school with. Like, they, they, you know, they got an exposure to something else, and then they were like, you know, you know, I had the friend who was like a weird 4-H girl who was into all these animals, and then the one who's, you know, like, I went to New York this summer. So now it's like, it was so relatable. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, I, I love movies like that with good ensemble casts and everyone was funny and all the dancing was awesome. I loved Kristen Dunst dancing while she like embalmed or, or did makeup on the dead. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I'm practicing my talent. And like, I think I walked around doing that for like a few yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I think so also, and I, I bet you can appreciate this too. I'm trying to kind of figure out what I like or what I'm drawn to. I love just like quirky, almost misfit characters. You know, like I I just love it. That's why I've, I loved like uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Oh yeah. Uh, what I like about Kristen Wiig it's always like these kind of quirky mischievous awkward characters yeah yeah me too I I love those they're because they're relatable and they're fun to play too like if you know we're acting and stuff it's easy to play the the silly quirky character yeah and I think I mean I think that's kind of how I don't know if this sounds weird but how I see you and your comedy like you're quirky kind of fun you shout things out, you say what's on your mind. And like, it's my favorite thing ever. Um, and I, I like it because, and, and for myself too, where like, I don't fit that image of like the sweet, perfect, quiet, you know, like I'm a bull in a China shop. Like I, you know, and, and like, I think that the people around me growing up, you know, the other girls, the sweet blonde girls are just very quiet. And I would get in trouble for like, accidentally shoving them or I don't know I have no manners like nobody taught me how to act accidentally I remember one time this 
Dana, stop making letting me talk about myself so much. I want to hear it. <laughs> this will go back to your fart podcast, but I remember it was probably like the third or fourth grade. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, look! There's this big poop in the like in the stall." We were in the bathroom, like, look, look. And like, I think I was doing that too. I was like, look, no, look. And I pushed this girl a little too hard. I think she fell. (laughs) But then when I got back to class, my name was on the board. So she told. Oh, that's the. It was just herd mentality. Like, I didn't really realize. (laughs) So is that something that's followed you throughout your life? Anytime there is a poop in the bathroom, you push someone to. Or you push someone to like get to do the scary thing. Is that what that means? I think I was just going with what the crowd was doing, which is even sadder. But I do remember it was like a big poop. It was one worth, for some reason, we were all like, look, 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 you know, and I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sorry. Oh, man, that I, God, that reminds me of like going to the bathroom in elementary school. And the big thing at my school was you would, be on the toilet and another girl would be in the stall next to you and they would stand on the, the toilet and look over and talk to you. It's like, excuse me, lady. This is why I have issues going using public restrooms because of that. They just wanted to talk. They didn't, they weren't trying to like do anything bad or anything. Sometimes they were talking or just being silly. Sometimes they were being kind of bullies, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember who it was too. I'm not going to say their name, but I know who you are. Was yeah. Gallagher? <laughs> no, no, I, it, I, I thought about that because that does sound like something she would do. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Carrie's awesome. Yeah, she is. That's why I was like, who can, <laughs> who can I throw under the bus? No, I, I think I went to school with a lot of, there was a lot of bullying. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like a, Maybe I lived in a, it was like a blue collar kind of neighborhood or something. Just the kids were just, what's the word? Feral. Like they just, just so much shit. Like there was no respect. There was no boundaries. Like it was just, it was scary. It was scary middle school for me. Oh, middle school. Oh, middle school is the worst. Oh my God. That's the one that stands out the most. Um, yeah. Had a knife pulled on me on the bus once. What? There was a lot of gangs, like a lot of gangs, but it, I mean, this was, but also it was Southern California. We were kind of the suburbs. Okay. So like we were in a gang knit, but there was a lot of like that kind of element. Was it a, a boy or a girl that pulled the knife? This one was a boy. And yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, public school, you're lucky you went to girl school. Oh, well that, yeah. I only went to girl school for one semester and then it was my best semester academically, but I just, you know, I wanted to be where the, the people are. I wanted to see everything and touch the, what, what are the Little Mermaid lyrics? I don't know, but. Yeah, you, so, yeah that's what I was like, I want to be where the people Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I lasted a semester and then I went to a co-ed public school after that and things were better. <laughs> so I've been, um, when I look at your, um, at, at your social media and stuff, um, I mean, I love it, but you were quite a performer just at a young age. You did theater, you were a musical, like theater person. Like, I'm not surprised, right? Cause it, um, like that just seems like a really core of, of who you are. Like, have you known from a young age you're like, I've got to perform? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I've since I was a kid, like I started off doing 
um, in ballet when I was really young. I was never good at it. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I always, I've always done, uh, like my sister and I always did like school plays or play plays and musicals in the summer. And I just always wanted to be either, I wanted to be an actress or I wanted to be famous. And then, <laughs> um, and I, like, I always kind of knew, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be good at real jobs. That's, <laughs> and I was right, jobs aren't really my thing. I'm not that good at them. <laughs> But acting and performing and, you know, entertaining, that's what I'm good at. And so I just continued doing that through high school. And then in college, I did like sketch comedy groups. And then that eventually moved on to doing improv and then stand-up comedy and singing and stuff. So yeah, I, um, also my family, like my, uh, my parent, my mom, she's a retired uh, teacher and principal. My dad's a retired lawyer. And so there's some that that's performing in a way too. Like they, they do a lot of public speaking. So, and, but yeah, so my family's always been like super supportive. They've always taken us to like Broadway plays and musicals and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I've always been into it. I love that. I think that's the key too. If you're going to get started early and get those experiences like your parents, like believe in the arts, they support it. They support you. I, I started like drama in high school and I really loved it. And I was like, perfect. But then I had a lot of conflict with um, getting a ride. Like only my, my mom doesn't drive, not only my dad, but then my dad would work. So like oh. I didn't be in a lot of the plays and I, well, I didn't make it either. I would audition, but like um, I couldn't do that because I didn't have a ride home after practice. Like oh, man. Yeah. Was a weird thing, but it was just, that was my reality. Um, and I was so jealous of the kids who's like, oh, they went to go see a show. And then as I got older and I could kind of control it myself and I started driving, I was like, well, oh, I remember taking my grandma to see Phantom of the Opera. Like, okay, I went to a Broadway show too. Um, and then as an adult got to actually go to like New York and LA and stuff, but kind of had to like, but my dad was supportive in the fact that he would like write the check. Um, oh yeah. He'd be like, oh, you, um, my high school, my drama department they would take these like one nighter overnights or two nights to Hollywood. And we'd go like, it was so much fun as a teenager. We would go to like Hard Rock Cafe for oh dinner. My. And then we'd go see, we saw like Miss Saigon. We had to do a workshop. And then the next day we'd have lunch at House of Blues and then see a matinee. We saw like, what was the other? We saw Beauty and the Beast, which was really cool. Ooh. You know, and then just, so it was just like a, you know, like a quick, you know, overnighter kind yeah. of to Hollywood. So that was really neat. I did oh, that. Oh yeah, that sounds super fun, especially yeah. for a, a teenager. Yeah. Um, going, I went a few years ago with one of my friends and it was so much fun. Like I had to move to Arizona to be good, to be a good, to do a good LA trip. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Um, we did one of those like buses that takes you like to the, like up the hills to the celebrities. And that was like the best $30 I ever spent. Oh man, I went on one of those once in California. It was a tour of like places where celebrities died or where bad things happened. Wow. And, yeah, we drove by the the um Manson where the Manson murders happened. Like it was oh. this really nice like white house in the hills and we um we saw where like River Phoenix died oh, where Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was super fun. 
Yeah. And now being in comedy, like, I don't feel close to that stuff right now, but a little closer. You know what I mean? Like you're, no, never mind. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, to cele- like to celebrities, you mean, or like that w- kind of world? Slightly, I guess. Because yeah. like I went out there last year, this time last year, I was doing shows. And then like, there was one open mic I went to, it was on Melrose. And I was just, and oh, oh my gosh, my friend was dropping me off. And I was like, holy crap, there's Superstore. And it was the external lot to <gasps> Superstore. And I was like, oh my gosh. Real, was it right by the, uh, was it right by the, um, where was it? You said on Melrose? Well, no, the place I was going was Melrose and it was dark, but it was like, I don't, I remember driving by the Hollywood, that cemetery. And then I think we were like in Studio City or something and it was okay. visible to the road and we did a turn and the next day we were on Melrose. Ooh. and then I was like oh yeah this makes sense like um and if you go up the hill now you're in like the the good houses and stuff. oh yeah you go canyon and stuff I'm so dumb like I don't like people who live in LA know this it's no big deal and I'm like and then I saw this street that I saw on tv <laughs> that's so exciting like seeing a sign like or seeing like the the apartment where they filmed Pretty Woman or like the outside of the apartment. It's like, that's exciting. Well, I was just thinking about that too. Cause in that Hollywood tour, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Cause remember Richard Gere, he's at a party in the Hills. He takes that Lotus or whatever and he gets lost and he ends up on Hollywood Boulevard. Like yeah. he's a prostitute. I'm like, oh, it's not that far. It, that's what's a trip. Like where the celebrities live in their mansions is not that far from where like people are, all that stuff is going on so yeah I don't know, I've, I've always been a, such a movie and tv fan like it's neat to me other people are probably like shut up yeah it's so exciting like even just knowing that like oh yeah Lindsay Lohan sat here in her car passed out while the cops were coming to get her that's sad that's terrible but it's interesting yeah. like I'm standing right here um exactly. and that means they're driving the same roads they're stopping at the same circle case you know or whatever drinking yeah. the same liquor Right. You know, when we were in high school, we did that. We did a tour of Paramount, which was so cool. And one thing that I was like, wow, so many shows we watch are just filmed like on the lot. Like they were saying like the Brady Bunch, like they use all the Paramount lot just for the externals of like their school. Oh, Forrest Gump. The bench he sits at is just at the front of, it's still there, but like it's just the front of the Paramount lot where that whole scene is shot. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't, what? It yeah. looks so real. They I couldn't, mean, like, find a place like that in real life. But, it, like, it is real. Yeah. It, it's not Israel. It is <laughs> real. It's just right there on the lot. So, that, oh, I wish I would have, like, I wish I would have gone to Hollywood, like, when I was younger and, like, started working in production. You know, it's just been in the biz I've been saying that a lot lately I'm like why did I do that I I get that I I think like that too it's like well first I think like oh I should have moved to Los Angeles a long time ago but I will never do that I hope to I want to do comedy from Arizona not Los Angeles I mean it's great out there but I I can't imagine like moving out there for comedy I would not be good at living there I think it definitely worked for a lot of people, but I, I think I would fail miserably. Unless like I already had some sort of success that, and like money to like handle it. I don't know. I don't know. I think 
negative thoughts all the time. Um, that's interesting, Dana. I, so I'm originally from San Diego. And so I always kick myself. Like, I'm like, if I had stayed there, I could, it, you know, you just, it's just a two hour drive and yeah. then I went to Arizona. And it wasn't until it was 2019. The first time I went to like California to perform, I'm like, wow. Um, I have had similar thoughts. I don't know if I'll never say never, but like, I do think I do like being, if I, if I'm a comedian here, like I can go out there anytime I want, you know, or I live close to the airport. I can go here, there, and I can pay cheap rent here, you know, or. Yeah. We're so close. But also like we get opportunities here that I wouldn't get in LA maybe, you know, like it would, I don't know, but I I totally feel you. It's like. Yeah, definitely. We like, I mean, we might not have the like the TV or the writing jobs and stuff out here. But, you know, now that, you know, things are changing with the pandemic or whatever, I hope that, you know, that kind of thing can happen more remotely. Um, But we have all the clubs out here. We have, we have, we don't have a ton of comedians. So like a lot of us can get work out here. Um, We have good bookers who, you know, get to know the comics. And so they're easily accessible and, Like I've heard people say like, well, you know, if you make it in Arizona or Colorado or whatever state, um, you can only go so far. And just because you're at the top of the game in that state doesn't mean you'll do well in California. But it's like, but yeah, you can still, you can, you can do really well in Arizona and then make it big, you know, I don't know. I've never actually done comedy in Los Angeles so I don't even know what it's like I'm judging it and I have no idea no I think you're kind of spot on um I I feel like you don't have to move anymore and basically everybody I mean the tables have turned because Arizona has been open and all those comics are coming here yeah to Texas and other places so like maybe it was good not to move you know like for now I, I mean it'll come back but I've worked with comedians who I remember listening to one guy and, and somebody was like, oh, do you, where do you perform in LA? Like he lives in LA. He doesn't perform in LA. LA doesn't like, I bet you, this is my guess. LA doesn't like the him because it's like a different scene. Everybody's really woke. Everybody's really whatever. And his comedy was like really rude and kind of crude. So like he makes his money touring the country. Like, wow. And I know this, that kind of makes sense to me. Like middle America, like they like you, me or whoever, you know, like maybe LA's kind of like, well, we, we have everything like what, you know, wow us. Yeah. Like how do we stand out out there when, you know, they have a lot of, I, I always assume that it's like a lot of young people. And so I'm like, fuck them young people. But like, I don't know what, what is comedy? Cause you've done um you've done open mics out there I think you did uh laughs unlimited That's Sacramento. so I'll tell you this Dana you do great in LA I so here's my what I've decided is LA it's it's a lot like here you know just like here where there's there's this many people that are really great and then there's this many people that are like ha, ah, it's you know whatever <laughs> and it's like you just you just work really hard and you build relationships and you'll you can get spots um and I know somebody listening to this might be like, you don't know shit, <laughs> but, but this has been my experience. Like, um, I, the, the first time, I think the first time I performed in LA was at the NoHo Comedy Festival, 
My okay. sets were so much fun. The crowd was hype. Um, and it worked out and I was like, yay. And then I went last year to kind of just be like what I would do here, but do it over there. And I, I did a couple podcasts. I got booked, you know, Jack Jr. booked me at the, um, at, at the haha. I did some open mics and, oh, I went to flappers kind of did that thing too. Oh, yeah. you know? So like, there's a lot of opportunities. And if you're, if you're good or you're, you can, you know, you're, how do I say it? Like you can tell when somebody's like, they work hard, they're trying, they're funny, they're curious. You'll get, you know, they'll, they'll invite you back or, or if you follow up. Um, so I wouldn't be Dana, by no means don't be like intimidated. Um, you could, you would do just fine. Thank you. I feel like, like right now, the only reason, not the only reason, but like my parents are here. Like I can't leave my parents. Yeah. Same um, here. That's, that's like the, that's the big thing. It's like, you know, maybe years down the road. I mean, my parents are going to live forever. Right. But right, like if for right. some reason they don't, then maybe I'll move out there or like, I mean, I, I thank you for saying that. Cause like, I, I judge myself a lot for not wanting to go out there or like live there, but I, I figure, you know, with the kind of connections and stuff we've made here with like the clubs we perform at and that kind of experience that can only, that's a good thing. Like if we go out there and stuff. So I, uh, I definitely need to try it sometime. Like after, you know, uh, after the pandemic and everything, I want to, you know, try, or at least go to the comedy store and just like, see what it's like. It seems That does scare the shit out of me. I didn't even go. I was like, that seems like, okay, that seems like all the popular kids who like, I never liked and never, but always wanted to be like, it yes. seems like they're all there. And that's like one reason why I want to go because it's like, okay, I want to see if I can be at their level level or be even better because I'm competitive as fuck. But then it's like, oh my God, what if they don't let me in? Cause it's like, you know, these are the thoughts I have when I, yeah. you know, um, you know, I feel that, that, I mean, I'm intimidated by that. I did, I wanted to go there and I thought about like, even just going to see a show, like, you know, what do I do? Um, with the open mic, I think I decided like, I couldn't go early and wait a long time. Cause I was literally, I was still working from homes, but from my hotel. So I was like, I couldn't do that. And then I couldn't get booked. Well, I didn't try to. And I wanted to go there. I, I did chicken out, but I was also like, well, I have a mic to do. I'd rather do comedy than, than go do that. But yeah. Um, so it's probably not as scary. I mean, it's probably scary, but it's probably not as bad as we think. Um, my impression, did you watch the comedy store documentary? No, not yet. I really want to watch it. My impression was like, move, you move there and then you start working your way in. So that means like going there as much as you can, getting seen, doing the mic, you know, and I'm like, oh, like you can't do that in a weekend, you know, yeah. you know, so that, that part, but the good news is, is there's a ton of other shows, you know, like, um, we'll t- I'll, I'll share more with you after, but, um, but I, f- I def- definitely, we're on the same page, um, but you could do it. Hell yeah. Uh, can I, I have to go potty. Can I go potty really quick? Yeah, let's have a break. I'll go potty too. Um, I'm going to pause. Dana, I think with you and your, you have such a good personal style. You are, I think you're really specific. Like you are you, you would be fine anywhere you go. Thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel 
very good. Cause I, I'm, I mean, I, I always doubt myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I do one liners and people think I'm weird, but also that's a good thing. That's why people like my comedy because I am weird, but I want to be more, I want to be a storyteller, but that's not who I am. So, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Don't waste time on those things that aren't you like spend your time making what you're already good at. Great. Yeah, that's true. That's, oh, that's a good You're not a storyteller. You're never going to be, well, see, that feels weird to say. This is like a corporate thing we always say. Like if, if, if storytelling, if math isn't my strength, why would I use all my time and energy to be good at math? But I am good at say public speaking. Why not take that energy and make public speaking like amazing? Get your math skills up here a little bit, but don't waste too much time on it. Yeah. Focus on what you're good at. Yeah, that's true. And as evidenced by um <laughs> exhibited no your tiktok i feel like that is so dana thank you and when it hits and when when you know when when people find you they're gonna they find you you know and they're getting like they're looking for you like you're very yeah. specific i don't i'm now i'm just word vomiting tell me a little bit about your journey on tiktok <laughs> thank you thank you for noticing um i was against tiktok for the longest time because like a few years ago, I don't know when TikTok first came out, but they used to do have ads for it on Facebook. And it was like people dancing to like these old timey songs. And I thought, oh my God, it's a bunch of nerds. Even though, I mean, I mean, what am I? I mean, I'm a huge nerd. So, and then it, but then a few people told me like, oh, your one-liners, your like quick kind of humor would work over there. So I just started, I post a lot of like, I pretty much posted like all my old one-liners on there, a bunch of Limp Biscuit <laughs> one-liners, and those have gotten a lot of views and engagement. And yeah, so I just, I, it's because like, you know, my jokes, they're one-liners, they're short. That's kind of how my brain works. It's out of like intrusive thoughts that are just like intrusive one-liners. And so, and TikTok is, it's really easy to put them out there because it's just like one minute videos and you can do so much with it. So it's super fun. And so far, no one's been mean, which is nice. Isn't that what we're all afraid of? Like, just please don't be mean to me. Yeah, like, don't be mean to me in front of other people. That's like the scary thing. Like, oh, you're going to point out, like, I mean, again, no one said anything mean yet, but like, you know, that's why I don't do like full body videos really. Cause it's like, I don't want someone to be like, oh yeah, look at her gut. Uh, Cause people are brutal on there. Yeah. I feel like they're only brutal when somebody really deserves it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, that's true. It, it's a, uh, I, I don't know. I also, yeah. I try to avoid looking at everyone's comments yeah. because like, I don't want to get triggered by what people are saying about other people, but yeah. Um, I posted, I think I was drunk, but I posted videos from like this last summer of me and my friends in the pool and I wore a two piece like for Ooh. the very first time. And I was trying to do the like, do, ooh, 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 the, the one where they're like dancing like, <laughs> I just want to do it. I just, I want to, I want to participate and I'm going to do it. And yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to jump on this, uh, body acceptance movement. Cause I've always accepted my body. It's Guys, I like that don't accept it. Oh, oh my God. Motherfuckers. God damn it. What they want, like, they want girls. They want girls that remind them of the girl they had a crush on in middle school who who had no interest in them. That's what they want, those fuckers. 
You nailed it right there. I was like, dang, speak, you speak your truth. Thank you for having my back. Um, of course. <laughs> no, you're probably for TikTok. Keep doing it because it will happen. It, it's, you. you know, and here's the thing. Oh my gosh. When I went to New Kids on the Block, I was like, I want a New Kids on the Block joke because I want to open for New Kids on the Block. Like you can open for Limp Bizkit. Like, who are they going to pick when they come to Phoenix? They're like, you know, Dana, listen, she's the biggest fan and she's a comedian. Like, you open for them. That's how it works. That would be amazing. Or like opening for them or even, or just like introducing them. Yeah, like, touring with them. Oh, smoking yeah, weed with Fred. Put it on your vision board. I don't, I've, I've been like pulling things together to put on a vision board for 2021. And I do have some Limp biscuit stuff that I am planning on putting on there. I don't know what to do with it but when I saw one of the times I saw new kids on the block they had the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders kind of like either did a number or did an open it was really cool and I'm like that's what these bands do you know especially the big arena type shows like they put together a show and there's usually something local opening um somebody told me they gave my name when um Julio Iglesias was in town. Not even the that. I was like, what? They go, yeah, they like to have a comedian open for him. And I was like, now I didn't get picked and that sucked. But like, thank you for giving my name. Yeah. And that would have been amazing. Like, yeah, they want a slightly, you know, a Latin female comic to open for this mega star. Oh my God. So that's why being true to yourself and just doing you is so important because then they find you when they're looking for that. Yeah, that's very true. Like, and I, that's, that's super exciting. Like that, just the fact that like they, they gave them your name, they knew who to give it to. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a step, you know, I'll take it as a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, put that on your vision. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you see, I think it's a TikTok um, where they go, are you Fred Durst? And it is him, but he's like wearing a mask and he's like an old man now. Have you oh seen yeah. Him? Yeah, he's a, at like a grocery store yeah. or something. And yeah. I don't know what that's all about, but I think he's making, I mean, you're poised for it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You like improv, right? I love improv. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw you a prompt, <laughs> but I don't even know what I'm gonna say. So it's true improv. Is he just me to act it out or just I just need you to give me like a joke or a little scenario. I'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, but it's, let's say if Mary and Dana were in a movie about like a female duo, what would that movie be? Um, okay. So if you and I are in a movie, uh, okay. Well, we would definitely be cops because, um, you know, it, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm going with my I'm going with my answer. We're gonna be cops. We will it will be kind of a mix of like a uh like um lethal I was gonna say lethal injection. What's the movie? <laughs> this lethal injection. Yeah, we'll call it but it's gonna be like lethal weapon and legally blonde because there will be some kind of dog. Cause I've seen your parents' dog mm-hmm. on uh your they they have custody. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen your dog then, and we would have a dog like that for each of us, because because we um in the movie we both need our own emotional support animals. Because while we are each other's emotional support in this tough 
uh, world that we live in, we also need dogs. And also, um, basically, we're cops that don't know how to do our job. And we spend the whole time gossiping in the car, looking for cute guys who we will just stare at but not talk to. And then somehow we we um, fight crime without even realizing it. I think that's what- We win at the end on accident, kind of? Oh, exactly. I love, okay, question. Are we like undercover plain clothes or do we wear like the dress blues, like with the pants and tucked in shirts and the hat? We wear the dress blues, but we actually wear the skirts. I, uh, we have our own cop skirts, like full skirts with maybe some, tool. Uh, is it tool? Tool? The, the wedding, the poofy wedding dress stuff under, underneath. You'll wear like cute heels, like chunky heels. I don't know what kind of heels are popular, but you would wear them. I would wear flats because I'm not a heels kind of gal. And then uh, we would take pictures in front of pretty walls while someone is getting murdered down the alleyway. And then when that murder happens, we'll hear it and we'll run away screaming because we're, we're, we're women. We're afraid of everything. We'll solve the case because the murder was in our, the back of our picture. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because we, uh, we were taking tons of selfies and somehow that, and somehow we figured that out. So yeah. What would the name of this movie or TV show be? Um, um, pr- uh, proof that cops should be defunded. That that will be our movie, <laughs> starring Mary and Dana. <laughs> lethal injection. Or lethal, yeah, lethal injection. Legally, lethal injection. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Dana, that's so, you know what I was thinking of? There was an SNL sketch. It was like gay and fats or something. And it was like, <laughs> it was like Amy, um, Amy Bryant and um, blonde girl, you know, like they're D- Dyke and fats or something like that. <laughs> it was like a Cagney and Lacey. But I think there's something so funny about uh, any of us in a, you know, kind of like the lady from uh, Police Academy, like just tucked in blue and like your boobs are too big for it your butt's yeah. too big for it like, <laughs> like and tons of makeup and like a lot like maybe like feather earrings or like oh, yeah glitter lots of glitter sounds like a little reno 911 going on too yeah oh, i love it dana okay. and there would always all the all the uh, suspects victims everyone in the movie will be hot all hot men all you know whatever our hearts desire that's why we're such bad cops even though we solve the crime at the end is because there's too many boys around distracted (laughs) we eat donuts too (laughs) oh my god oh yeah we well where where do you i was going to ask you that earlier where do you usually get donuts because we would eat donuts bosa oh my god i love bosa this is the best donut oh my god there's one right down the street from me and oh I've had a hard time. Well, I just learned where the one downtown is. And I'm like, don't, I mean, I'm trying not to go, but I Oh no. Oh no. Every time I go like to the East Valley or to like where my office is, like, I'm like, I gotta go to Bosa because there's so many over there. Yeah, you have to experience them all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I had an amazing, my dream Bosa not that long ago. Um, It was the one on in Scottsdale on McDowell. And it was what I've always wanted. It was a glazed donut like it was all because when they glaze it the whole thing's glazed Ooh. and then it was dipped in chocolate like crispy cream the way they do it all and I was like it was like double and then it had a lot of chocolate and I'm like 
oh. my that dream just came true. It was like around New Year's Eve. Oh, that's not, now when you eat donuts, do you eat just one or are you a multiple kind of gal? I used to be like, um, by the way, that was like one of, I think that was one of the last, no, we got donuts last time in San Diego last week. Shoot. Um, <laughs> but they were like really big and like crazy. Yeah. Um, when I go to Bosa, I used to be like two donuts. That's kind of a normal thing. And then I started kind of creeping into like three. And then I was like, well, I should get a few because I'm not going to come back. So um, I usually feel sick after three and then I'll eat yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Threes. I, I'll usually order, usually, I haven't been there in a while, but I, I was going quite a bit. I'll get like half a dozen and then eat four of them in the car. <laughs> but I started getting sick, so I stopped that. So it's a good number. Yeah. I hate it though when like you get, a, a, you know, the chocolate sprinkles, but like they don't put enough chocolate and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you even here? Why do you exist? Why are you giving me this failure, failure of a chocolate donut? <laughs> um I love it what's your favorite one-liner Dana of yours um um okay um does he love me or does he not is a question I often ask my dentist about my other dentist <laughs> oh I love it um I like your share joke too is it an impression yeah it's an impression like um okay here's my Here's my impression of Cher, the man, the myth, the legend, Cher. Me, I should probably stop doing that man thing because it will piss people off, but you know, whatever. Um, and then here's my impression of Cher eating a burger. Thank you, that's Cher eating a burger. <laughs> What's been your favorite or what do you think is your best joke that you've been doing on Zoom during the pandemic? What's been your favorite Zoom joke? Um, okay, so... Let me have water, hold on. Um, <laughs> um, okay. I was 21 years old when I learned that sex isn't actually a guy rubbing his naked furry body on top of your naked furry body, but it's actually a guy rubbing his naked furry leaky body on top of you while whispering, ah, oh, shit, baby, you want to loan me five bucks so I can get us some beer? You know I'm good for it, baby, in your ear. That one's fun. <laughs> um, I really like the stuff you were doing. I think it was right before the pandemic and we we're doing live shows like we, with the pictures. You had pictures and it was like a joke. And now I can't remember them, but I remember there was a Celine Dion. Yeah, Celine Dion. I would do impressions. So Celine Dion um, and I would go from Celine Dion to James Hetfield um, and then share... Amy Lee and then Miss Piggy because Amy Lee and Miss Piggy sound similar. Yes, that was so good. <laughs> and the picture just put it in our brain. And then it was like, oh, wait, that's Miss Piggy. Oh, that was yeah. so good, Dina. See, this is how much I love your comedy because I'm like, just, okay, now tell me that. Now tell me that. <laughs> um, are you, do, does, does new stuff come to you like every day? Are you working on stuff? Or are you like always creating? Like when does, when do you get these ideas? Um, just randomly, um, uh, I get a lot of them while I'm driving. So I do like, I drive and write, well, I write in my head and then I'll, I'll put it, I'll write it down later. But, um, I like going for long drives just for fun, just so I can, um, 
just come up with ideas. Um, like, so I have OCD, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So I have like intrusive weird thoughts popping into my head all the time. And a lot of my one-liners are just these random thoughts that pop into my head. So I'll sit down like a few times a week and write and just to like get my mind going. But most of my jokes just are just like random thoughts I have that I, that I either keep just as is, or maybe add a little something to them. And then, yeah. I think that's what I like. Cause I think they're, um, you know, the thoughts you have, like, I think a lot of people have those thoughts. They're just too afraid to say them, you know, or they yeah. don't put it down. So have you ever gotten in trouble for your random thoughts or, you know, the, you know, the outburst or anything? has it ever gotten to you, you into hot water? Like on stage or off stage? In general. Um, um, yeah, I know it has. I mean, this, this wasn't necessarily a random thought, but when I worked at Discover Card years ago, <laughs> I, um, I, I emailed, you know, it's a big call center, a big company, and you're not supposed to email outside of the company, but I did. And so I emailed my mom and we were just writing back and forth and I ended an email by saying spank you instead of thank you. And my manager saw it and I got in trouble for it. And so that, I don't know, that, that doesn't necessarily count. Hmm. I guess I haven't really gotten in trouble for stuff. I, I say like, I'm pretty good at knowing like, okay, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to make like a racist joke or something that offends people. And if, if I do, you know, I, I correct it immediately or I just stop doing it. But, um, I mean, when, okay, when I was a, a kid, I, I've written a lot of angry emails to people. Like, you know, when I was a, when middle school, I was jealous that my friend was more popular than I was. And I wrote her an email that said, fuck, 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 over and over and over. And her parents saw it and I got in trouble for that. And that was not the last time I did something like that. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost thought that was a setup. Like in school, I got in trouble because my friend was more popular than I was. Oh, no, that was it's the so truth. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, I, if, I, if we were in one of those shows where like I do your jokes or something, Ooh. I would, I would want to do your jokes actually. Like I would want to, you know, one of those shows. I can't remember what they're called, but like, like um. a, that would be fun. Yeah, like a swap. Uh, your joke, your um, Mormon trampoline one, that oh, one, that reminds me of, I don't know if like I should, I, if, I, I, I get, I just shared one of your jokes, but um, that just reminds me. Of, yeah, I love that one. Cause when I was in middle school, I went to school with a lot of Mormons and a bunch of them had trampolines. They in- all have trampolines. Yep. yep. <laughs> I wonder if I should see that when I go to Provo next month. Oh my God, you have to. You well, must. They like being made fun of a little bit, but not too much. Like if you go over, they get they get a little tight. Like if you're oh, okay. Mormon. But they like it a little bit, but I don't know if they how good it would go over. Yeah, but it's you know, it's based on it, truth. It it and honestly, like. I remember throwing that in because I just wanted to say it, but there's no joke. It was like, this is a universal truth. All chiropractors are really hot and all Mormons have trampolines. <laughs> yeah. And then you wait and you go, everybody goes, 
oh yeah the last time yeah. I was at a, you know it was at Mormon's house I remember you did that joke I know I had heard it before this but it was at House of Comedy you did that joke maybe it was when you were hosting for Kate Quigley and I, I just stood there I'm like she's right and it was hilarious <laughs> oh thank you Dana See, but you okay I feel like we're just giving each other really good fire right now to like okay I need to okay I'm gonna go right here I need to go do this yeah. okay because yeah, like people remember our stuff they know it and it, it, it's nice to be reminded of that but yeah you've I remember when you I think this was the first time I met you it was at that yeah that, the pizza place. Yeah, wait what pizza place? comedy off main street oh yeah okay that was it first time I met you was we were gonna be on that uh queen's pizzeria show queen's yeah that's right oh my god and then it was sip sip for the, like the all lady show yeah. that hattie uh hayes ran that was fun that was one of my those were like my first shows that wasn't part of a class or you know it was like wow people are asking me to do their show yeah yeah oh man yeah those shows were super fun the good old days i know hello oh my gosh dana i've had so much fun i could really keep talking to you for a long time um but i'll go ahead and wrap things up let me ask you this what do you want in the next one to three years what's your on your vision board what would you like to happen because when we put it out there on this podcast it happened um i want my own ap apartment that i can live in with my boyfriend oh, yeah. um i want a um i want to feature for um headliners I want to um, tour or at least, you know, perform out of state. I want some sort of TV credit. I want to make uh, money doing fart talk, doing the podcast and be able to live on that money and maybe have a little extra. And I want to um, hang out with Fred Durst and uh, steal his fame, bounce off his fame and take it for myself. Cause he's old, he's getting old. <laughs> Boom, and you shall have it, Dana Wisson. You can do all of that. Thank you. So exciting. Where can people follow you? What would you like them to do and listen to and pay attention to? Uh, you can follow me um, Dana at Dana Wisson on everything, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Um, my podcast is Fart Talk. Um, we're on uh, Spotify, all the places you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Um, and Instagram, we stream live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, and um, and then I do uh, my next, I do a, I started hosting a, um, a new Zoom show called, yeah, The Wiss Attack. I headlined last time and I hosted as my character Angus that I did in the bro show. And I'm probably, probably going to do the same thing next time. Um, so that's going to be on April 3rd at, uh, 7 PM mountain standard time. And I post the links and ticket links and stuff on all my social media. Dana, you have really like this, I mean, I'm not saying the pandemic's good, but I feel like you've really like taken a hold of the opportunity and kept creating. And I, I know, I mean, I've been inspired by that, but I know so many other people have too. So keep being you and keep creating your Thank so you. fantastic. And I just, I'm glad we're friends. Me too. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for to actually, because I, I keep telling people this, but I mean it, that after the pandemic and vaccines and stuff, I want to hang out with people. I want to go to shows. I, 
I mean, I'll even hang out with the annoying, creepy guys that I told to never talk to me as long as they're 10 feet away. As long as I can be around people, you and Carrie and Hillary, I want to like hang out with you guys and, you know, and drink mimosas and, and eat charcuterie boards. Cause you, you know, I watch, I watch your, all your social medias. You guys have those charcuterie boards and I, and I, I, I want, I want. <laughs> We're going to get you a charcuterie board. Definitely. Um. <laughs> Actually, I'm, you know what, I'm going to make that, I can make that happen for you even before the end of the pandemic. But, oh, hell um, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Dana Wisson. Everybody follow Dana, watch her shows. She's fantastic, as you just learned. And I can't wait for um, lethal injection to come. <laughs> Me too. Oh, <laughs> you guys, thank you for watching or listening to Wings of Friends. I've been your host, Mary Upchurch. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.